You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travcon. Welcome to the Traveler Minute and Part 2 of the Portugal series. My travel partner, Thomas, and I are exploring north and south of Lisbon in this episode. We've included a lot of video and pictures, so if you're a podcast listener, tune into our YouTube channel for the visuals. The link will be in the notes. We leave Lisbon for Porto in our rental car, and the first overnight stop is Obidos. Obidos is a medieval town with historical records dating back to the 13th century. It has a well-preserved castle within a full set of walls and a maze of streets with good restaurants and shops. Ginja, a Portuguese liqueur made by infusing ginja in alcohol, is in plentiful supply for tasting and taking home. As in other places we have found, railings protect the absent-minded or non-existent. You can walk the walls even though they are high enough to cause serious injury or death if you fall off. The same goes for all the coastal trails along the ocean. It can be a little nerve-wracking or exciting depending on your outlook. We stayed two nights in a small hotel. The room was clean and equipped with all the necessities, but very cozy. If you're a larger person, you might find the accommodations tight, but you'll have that problem throughout Portugal and the rest of Europe. Most rooms have two single beds separate or pushed together. It's hard to find a queen or king bed here. On to Nazare. This is the surfer's mecca. Geographical anomalies under the ocean floor assist in producing the largest surf on the planet. Even if you don't surf, this town is a must just for the view and stunning beaches. Tour the museum on top of the cliff for some history of surfing and get good views from the famous outlook. If you're traveling in a van, this would also be a good spot to stop as well. We didn't stay in Nazare, but the town is large enough to support many hotels and restaurant options. The beach in town is huge and a very popular spot in summer. On to Porto. Porto left a lasting impression for its vibrant feel and non-stop views. Driving into such a large city can be stressful, but by now you should have a feel for the road signs. Pay attention and don't do anything rash, and you will eventually find your destination. We have the luxury of a driver and a navigator, a very helpful asset as a tourist. I don't think I would bring a car into the bigger cities if I was traveling alone. It would make much more sense to do the cities by transit. Train and bus are both good options here, even between cities. First stop, if you plan to take in the paid attractions in the city, would be to buy a Porto card. The card offers discounts at many attractions and will pay for itself quickly if you are into doing the attractions. The same is offered in Lisbon, we just didn't use that option there. Ask questions at the kiosk and head out for a day of sightseeing. While we took the yellow bus, the hop on hop off tour, with our recently purchased Porto card, it was partly helpful for orientation and sometimes frustrating as once you get away from your stop they can be hard to find again. Look for the tiny tour sign and check that your bus is listed as a stop. In the summer months, the buses fill up and leave you struggling to get a seat midway through the route, but shoulder season has lots of room. The sights of Porto are non-stop. Stunning architecture, non-stop hills, and of course, the river and the seven bridges that cross it. The river cruise, also discounted with the Porto card, offers a different perspective that otherwise would be missed. Be prepared to walk and then walk some more. I can't stress this enough, even to the point of training for your vacation. 
Start walking at home two to three weeks prior to your trip. Start at one mile and work your way up to five to seven miles per day. If you are walking fit, you will enjoy your trip much more. This is also a great time to make sure your travel shoes are comfortable as well. Walk some of the bridges. The Dom Louis Bridge has no cars on the upper deck and the view is spectacular day or night. If you're a bookshop fan, the famous Lavraria Lello bookstore is one of the oldest bookstores in Porto and is said to inspire scenes from the Harry Potter series. There is an admission fee along with a long line to get in, but the admission fee goes toward a purchase in the store, so it's a win-win for everyone. Another unique place to see is the Majestic Cafe. Stop in for coffee or a meal and marvel at the decor inside and out. Port has been produced from grapes in the Douro Valley since the late 17th century. You might find port too sweet for your liking, but the history of this drink is undeniably long. Port tours and tasting rooms are primarily on the south shore of the river, in Case de Gaia. Some tours are self-guided and afford taking as much or as little time as you like. You'll get a one or two glass port tasting with your tour. As always, the option for more exclusive port is available for a fee. Not into a tour, but still want to taste a variety of ports? Look for a wine and tapas bar and ask what ports they have to taste. We did this on the banks of the Dora River and it turned out to be a magical experience. As with everywhere we went in Portugal, the fresh fish reigns supreme here, and we include octopus as this is their specialty. The Yellow Bus Tour afforded us the transportation over the west region where we had a late lunch of incredibly fresh fish. Don't worry if you don't like fish, there's many other options here and you won't go hungry in Portugal. If you love music, check out the modern Casa Musica. It is a uniquely different in architecture and renowned for its acoustic excellence. We felt we were walking into a spaceship with the irregular entrance. Once inside this modern building, you'll appreciate the effort they put into making your listening experience the best it can be. Before we leave Porto, late into the night, we notice scattered art on buildings and even on the side of a parking lot. The tile buildings are also striking in appearance. In any city, walking late at night should be done with caution, but we never felt any threat during our time in Porto, or Lisbon for that matter. Fast forward to the Algarve, southern Portugal and the beaches. The drive down was fast and direct, just like a fast freeway in North America. The difference being lighter traffic and a more disciplined drivers. The passing lane is for passing. You stay in long enough to pass a slower car and quickly get out. The freeway was in immaculate shape and it should be for the approximate 40 euros tolls we paid to get from Porto to the Algarve. We explored three areas in the south, but admittedly there's so much more to see here. We start in the area from Lagos and Portimao. The beaches in Portimao are large, long and wide, and Lagos has a daily migration to Ponta de Pedade to watch the sunset over the cliffs, as you will see at the end of the video. If you want a stellar beach for swimming and walking the boardwalk, head to Alvar where the boardwalks are an excellent way to get the miles in. Good restaurants will be found in both places. The famous Benegil Cave is worth making a trip to when in the area. Just be early or expect crowds. We arrived at 10am and almost had the cave to ourselves in late October. By the time we left, the throngs of tourists had descended upon us. We rented stand-up paddleboards for 15 euros each, but many couples rent one board just to save money or for the comfort of it. 
If you just want to see a cave, the paddleboard is a great way to, to get there. You can swim as it's so close, but the board is a nice option to have. If the swell is large and the waves are breaking on the beach, consider the paddleboard over a kayak as they are easier to get in and out of the water with. Although distances are not huge by our standards, getting from one place to the other seems like it takes a while. After your hundredth roundabout, which worked like magic by the way, you could start to wonder if the toll road might have been a better option. We headed over to Faro, a little bit east of where we were, but not as far as the Spanish border. As with many places in Portugal, white is the color of choice for the exterior of many homes, so the doors come to life with color. By this time in our vacation, the weather had turned wet and wild at times. The warm air was a pleasant surprise as we walked through the streets of Faro making note of all the colorful doors. Parking was easy to find and having the car proved to be valuable. With the inclement weather, we decided to drive over to Praia de Faro, a long beach on the outer edge of Faro's islands. We noticed all the small runabout boats in Faro, which makes sense with having such a large, well-protected area for boating. The violent surf we found on the outer beach was non-existent inside this well-protected area. It would be very cool to kayak or paddleboard in here. The beaches in the Algarve are incredible. Some are in cozy small coves, others are wide and long and seem to go for miles. The popular party town, Albufiria, is full of energy, live music, many pubs, sport bars and nightclubs. This town has a real vibe to it. Plenty of English-speaking people and a good beach, of course. Great food of all types. We went to an Irish pub for Sunday roast beef dinner and it did not disappoint. For nightlife and a vibrant scene, Albuquerque seems to be on the top of the list. For a more upscale experience, head over to Villamora and check out the yacht club and some high-end shopping. The beach here is, as expected, very nice. Lastly, back to Lagos for our sunset. Lagos has, like most of the cities we visited, a large yacht club for recreational and commercial fishermen. We didn't have time to explore this area to any extent, but from looking at the coastline we could imagine this is a great area to kayak along the coast to find that perfectly secluded beach, or hike along the tops to find the beach from above. So much more to explore in Portugal, we need to come back. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at trapcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.